Can you hear me? Probably not, because YouTube sucks. Carme Turner, I finally made a live. Me too. Good morning. We're both here. Carme. Carme. Carm. Five by five. Thank you, Derpy, for the win. Good morning, everybody. I am Bear from the internet. Our internet. Artorius. What's up, man? Long time no see. We're going to do the brief today. It is the 23rd of October, 2023. We're going to talk about uh, some updates. Uh, morning, Whip. Giles, good morning. Shalom, everybody. Uh, we're going to talk a bit about what's happening in Israel and effects that that is having here. There's definitely some preparedness lessons we can take out of what's happening in Gaza. And then we're going to touch on Gog and Magog because I've been getting a lot of questions about is this Gog, is this Magog, what's what's going on? There's um, a lot of, well shit, let's just be frank, there's a lot of non-biblical teaching on what Gog and Magog is. So maybe uh, since it came from the Bible, from a guy named Ezekiel who was a priest in the temple of Judah, Maybe we could go back to the source and, you know, see what the word has to say on that. That's what we're going to do this morning, be it the Father's will. It is uh, odd. It's a very strange time as far as supply chain is concerned. And I bring that up because this show is, as always, brought to you first and foremost by the grace of the Most High. And then by the awesome people of Patreon. Links are in the description. And then by Refuge Medical. Dude, we it is literally not possible. Joe Aquilino, what's up, bro? It's literally not possible to keep bear facts in stock right now. So, check the website. I do believe we have bare mins, the bare minimum in stock. And a lot of people are like, what's the first, first aid kit I should get? It's called a bare minimum for a reason. So, refugemedical.com. Now, to the brief. To the brief. Okay, Bear. Friday's release of two American hostages from Hamas. Hamas, right, from the Chickpea Gang. Has given hope for potential release of more of the 200 or so approximate captives. And it's allowed for more delay before a ground invasion by Israel into Gaza. It is believed that this was an attempt by the chickpea gang, Hamas, to ease the military crackdown from Israel, but it does not appear that it will be effective. One official from the office of Israel's prime minister said, quote, the pressure isn't going to go because they were released. It won't change the mission, which is to dismantle Hamas, end quote. In the meantime, Israel continues to warn the people in Gaza to flee. But to where? Even dropping leaflets from the air, hundreds of thousands of people still remain, and there is great concern that the civilian casualties during an invasion could be catastrophic. Now, pause. There's also, out of the uh, Israeli Ministry of Defense, or whatever they call their freaking MOD over there, is saying that I believe this week they are going to be releasing the captured footage of the attacks, the original attacks, I think was what, 7 August, or 7 October, excuse me, um, the GoPro footage, because these Hamas dudes were wearing GoPros, which a lot of people would say, 
That's stupid. Why would they do that? It's a thing now, man. People wear GoPros on their plate carriers and on their chest rigs. Comma, remember, information warfare, it's a thing controlling the narrative. It's a thing. Um, they are, they, the Israelis are saying they, they are going to release this footage of Hamas attacking and chopping people into pieces and setting civilians on fire and all these things so that the world can know what Hamas has done in this attack. Now, what's up, Don Stinson? Great meeting you and Dudley at Self-Reliance Festival. Looking forward to what comes next. Awesome. Prime Survival, good morning. The thing is, and I just, I'm not saying this, I think everybody here understands, although we may have some new people, I certainly don't support Hamas. Um, and I don't have a great amount of love for the nation state of Israel, nation state of Israel either. But, how do we know when that footage comes out that it's not been doctored or altered in any way? And the answer is we don't know. And so, preemptively, warning against getting all bent out of shape once that footage does drop. Also, there's certain personalities on the internet who have been talking about um, atrocity propaganda. And that... Um, what Israel has been doing, talking about all these horrific things that have happened to their people, is atrocity propaganda, and that that is being used to spin people up to support Israel's actions in Gaza against Hamas. Is that possible? Yeah. Do I know some people over there who have seen with their own eyeballs what has been happening? Yeah. Is the reporting thus far, based upon eyewitness testimony, right? Because that's biblical. In the mouths of two or three, let a thing be established. Um, is the reporting thus far accurate regarding the supposed atrocity propaganda? Yes, Hamas did a bunch of terrible things to the Israelis when they attacked. It does beg the question, why though? If you're going to, and I was talking with Billy from Permapastures about this yesterday. If you're Hamas and you're going to attack and you're going to sweep in, right, speed, surprise, violence of action, and you know when you attack that the Israeli QRF, Quick Reaction Forces, is supposed to show up, if there's any breach of that line of conflict there in between Israel and Gaza, the QRF is supposed to show up, how do you all of a sudden have the time to be raping and pillaging so there's definitely something fishy going on there as far as made it happen, let it happen with this attack. So to take that, set it over here. Back to Gaza. Hundreds of thousands of people still remain and there's great concern that the civilian casualties during an invasion could be catastrophic. Conditions are already dire with supplies so low that doctors have reportedly disinfected with vinegar, which means for you that you can what? Are you taking notes? At least mental notes, if not writing these things down. Doctors are disinfecting with vinegar, which means that you can do what with vinegar? Disinfect, which means that you should probably have what? A whole bunch of vinegar, especially because you can also use it for uh, food preservation and for cleaning. And if you know what you're doing, you can make your own vinegar. And uh, the great news is if you suck at making wine, at least you got vinegar. Okay, so 
get pickled. Exactly. Good morning, Tactic Squirrel. And yes, you should wear a GoPro while you're machining. Start a YouTube channel that's uh, ASMR machining, and you can make a bazillion dollars on the internet doing that. And then uh, we can hang out and sip my ties on the uh, on your yacht. It'd be great. Let's see. So, doctors are reportedly disinfecting with vinegar and performing surgery with sewing needles and no anesthesia. Anesthesia. Um, I'm not a doctor, and I don't play one on YouTube, but there's this really cool thing called whiskey, and uh, it can go a long way towards dulling life, uh, life's pains. I wouldn't overuse it, though. That's a problem. Drinking is okay, drunkenness is not. But if you had to stitch on me, or I had to stitch on somebody else, and they were uh, not too happy about it, no localized anesthesia, have a dram. Let's see. More aid has been allowed to, allowed to reach Gaza citizens, though the 20 trucks, semis, delivered on Saturday brought no fuel. And the aid only equals about 4% of the imports the area would have received daily before the outbreak of war. Now, Israel is also, um, they're, they're kvetching, they're unhappy, because for whatever reason, Israel was unable to fully inspect the 20 trucks that went in to Gaza with aid and has now said, Israel has now said that no more trucks will go in unless they're fully inspected by Israel. Because the whole point of what Israel is trying to do in Gaza currently is separate the combatants from the non-combatants. The issue that they're having, good morning Ascension, is that there's no place for the non-combatants to go. Um, the only They can't go west into the Mediterranean. They can't go north or east into Israel, which just leaves what's the Rafah border crossing to the south into Egypt. And while Egypt is allowing refugees in not at the volume that they would need to come in in order to fully evacuate Gaza in the near term so that Israel can start its ground offensive. Let's see. Blackouts. Are you listening? Are you writing? Blackouts have resulted in dirty water, which has already given rise to disease. I'll read that line again. Ezekiel 38 and 39. Gog and Magog. Tony Baloney. Yeah, we're going to talk about that in a minute. Blackouts, or lack of electrical grid power, has already resulted in disease, which means you should what? Either not be dependent on the grid, be able to have your own replicated microgrid, and be prepared to disinfect and combat disease. Felipe Lazzarini, the Commissioner General for the United Nations Relief and Works Agency for Palestine Refugees in the Near East, or UNRWA, said in a statement, in three days, the UNRWA will run out of fuel critical for our humanitarian response across the Gaza Strip. Pay attention. Without fuel, without fuel, and you can insert electricity in here as well, without fuel, there will be no water, no functioning hospitals and bakeries. Without fuel, aid will not reach many civilians in desperate need. Without fuel, there will be no humanitarian assistance, end quote. Without what? There won't be what? This is basic prepper stuff. Um, when Grindstone deploys to austere environments post-tornado or hurricane, we bring fuel, we bring more fuel than we know what to do with. 
the vast majority of our trucks have 50 or 100 gallon transfer tanks on them. Um, and we bring, make sure everything's topped off before we go in, you know, whether it's generators or light plants or heavy equipment or trucks or whatever. Germany ran out of fuel in the North Africa in 1945, right? There you go. Will there, will there still be chicks militant? Yeah, there's probably some chicks in Gaza. I don't think they're looking for a mate right now, though. You know, it's pretty busy. Although, there is a thing, right? Um, during times of uh, chaos and high levels of stress, people seek comfort in one another's arms, and you usually get a baby boom post-event. So, maybe. Maybe, militant. Maybe you should fly over there and find some Gaza chicks, if that's what you're into. Good morning, Jake Tripp. The UNRWA is the largest humanitarian in the actor and has no fuel. The U.S. is sending more advanced weapons systems to the Middle East and has put additional troops on, quote, prepare to deploy, end quote, orders. This is on top of the two aircraft carriers that have already been deployed, the Gerald Ford and the Fight Nike CVN-69, I believe they are. And 2,000 Marines put on standby for deployment. So, the, the messaging here out of the White House uh, is very interesting. We're not going to war. We've just got two carrier strike groups and a couple thousand Marines over there. Um, which a carrier strike group has uh, Marines native to it anyway, typically speaking. We're not going to war. This isn't a war. We're just going to go over there and just make sure that this little thing that Israel is doing doesn't turn into a big thing. While uh, Syria, Jordan, Lebanon launch rockets at uh, U.S. troops in Iraq. And one of, the, one of those ships that we've got in the med, forgive me, I don't remember which one, shot down several uh, missiles that were launched at it, as well as several attempted drone strikes. So it's not war. It can't be war. Um, what is it? The Defense Authorization Act signed in 2001. We've been in a state of... USS Kearney. Thank you, Daniel. We've been in a state of perpetual war anyway. Congress has not declared war here. Uh, although Congress hasn't declared war, I believe, since 1940, when we went to war during World War II. Rato said, rule number one, don't get dead. I have this awesome thing. I'm going to take a picture of it and uh, when I get home, and I'll post it on Patreon. It's a three-bullet-point list that my seven-year-old uh, seven made uh, entitled, How to Survive. Number one was, don't die. I thought that was really good. Number two was, live. Very good. And number three was, have a Band-Aid kit. And now... It sounds, it's very cute, right? It's very cute. But if you think about it, priority number one, don't die, okay? So keep that air going in and out. Keep the blood going round and round. Don't put yourself in stupid situations. Maintain situational awareness. Don't take unnecessary risk. Don't die. Number two, live. Okay, so now that you didn't die, what are you living for, right? Like do stuff. Take care of your wife, take care of your kids, take care of your friends. Prep, right? Serve your creator, live. Life and life abundantly, go live. The number three, 
have a Band-Aid kit. Why? Right, she said Band-Aid kit, but you know, her dad, her whole family, and basically everybody that she knows either works for Refuge Medical, Refuge Training, Grindstone Ministries, or Caleb House, or Bear Independent, right? Have a Band-Aid kit. Because, see line one, line one and line two. Because don't die, and because live. So don't die if I have to use it on myself, and live, save other people, use it on other people. Very profound for a seven-year-old. Like, it's really good teaching, honestly. But we're way off base over here. 2,000 Marines have been put on standby for deployment in this not war in the, in the Middle East. One Bear National wrote in recently, quote, My brother-in-law is serving on the USS Bataan, which a few months ago was moved out of the Persian Gulf. My sister is visiting from out of state and informed me that his ship is already stationed close to Israel. Also, every other ship in that part of the world is already in the Eastern Mediterranean or Northern Red Sea. Supposedly, the only ships being talked about in the news are the ones that were leaving the states, end quote. That's a cool kid. Thank you, Brother Giles. Um, speaking of ships in the Med, China has six warships. China has six warships moving to the eastern Mediterranean. If you're not entirely sure where that at, where that's at is uh, if you go far enough east in the Mediterranean, you hit Israel. A couple other countries as well. But the United States has two carrier strike groups there. That's, what, at a minimum 14 ships. Plus any other ships that were in the region that are allegedly being tasked over to the Med. And now China's bringing um, six warships in at least one of which is a guided missile destroyer and a couple of frigates, right? So, what's the worst that could happen? Thank you, Season. Thank you very much. Um, what's the worst that could happen? I'm sure that the Chinese ships aren't going to, in any way, uh, interact with uh, Shalom Raincat, uh, the U.S. ships that are there, or the UK ships that are there, or anybody else's ships that are there. So just keep that in the back of your head. Potential inflection point? Maybe. We'll see. U.S. officials have already made clear that America does not want to see the conflict spread, but there is the prospect of more attacks on U.S. troops and a spread of the war into the wider region. As mentioned previously, the U.S. has pledged billions of your taxpayer dollars in aid and is already sending massive amounts of ammunition and equipment. In addition to this country's policy on Iran will need to be reevaluated, according to veteran diplomat David Hale, who said, quote, We do need to rebuild our domestic bipartisan consensus about what our goals are, a.k.a. former Speaker of the House, get back to business as usual of fleecing the American taxpayer. Otherwise, the Iranians and their allies in the Middle East will continue to probe for weaknesses and division and wait each administration out for a better opportunity, end quote. Or, or I'm just throwing this out there, or B-52s carpet bomb the place, call it good. Now, I say that tongue-in-cheek because I don't have all the information, but that's, that's the direction my flesh goes, right? Just, okay, you don't want a carpet bomb, let's do precision strikes. Whatever you're into, but like, 
Why is the United States of America biting its fingernails over Iran? Dude. Problem solved. Next. In the United States, FBI Director Christopher Wray warned of increasing threats, saying, quote, here in the U.S., we cannot and do not discount the possibility that Hamas or other foreign terrorist organizations could exploit the conflict to call on their supporters to conduct attacks on our own soil. We've got to be on the lookout for lone actors who may take inspiration from recent events to commit violence of their own, end quote. He specifically addressed police chiefs because as first responders, they would be the first to notice signs of someone becoming a violent threat. By the way, a recent poll of Muslims in America found that 60% of American Muslims support Hamas. Now, I'm not shocked by that, but if you couple that with all the other data that we've talked about of uh, known and suspected sleeper cells here and known and suspected illegal immigration. By the way, did you see the Border Patrol numbers just came out again? I think it was Saturday morning. 287 known terrorists captured. And that was the ones that we caught. How many getaways were there? And something like 8 million people have come across the border since Biden took office. Yep. Exactly, the Scoop City 2. If even 1% of that 60% wanted to cause problems, stay frosty, my bear nation, but also never operate out of fear. We, we forget that, A, we are fearfully and wonderfully made in the Father's image, and that, B, Exodus 15, verse 3, Yahuwah is a warrior, Yahuwah is his name. So that means that you are a warrior, right? And Malachi 3, verse 6, his, his word will not return to him void. So he wasn't kidding when and he said that. And he's the Lord Yahuwah Sabaoth. He changes not. Okay. And two of y'all, two of y'all shall put 10,000 to flight. Two of y'all. Uh, now, I don't know if that's two of y'all with drum magazines or belt feds or what. Or swords. But what are you so worried about? Doesn't mean don't be concerned. But worry is a sin. Worry is not trusting in the Creator. Okay? You say you have faith. I will show you my faith by my works. Tracking? Tracking like a tank bear. Alright, cool. Already since the conflict erupted, a six-year-old boy and his mother were stabbed repeatedly by their landlord, who was afraid of them because they are Palestinian Muslims. The boy later died. Now, I want to point out here, allegedly this guy who stabbed this uh, mother and child, American dude that stabbed Palestinian Muslims who were renting from him here in the United States, that guy was allegedly a prepper. And he was all spun up. He got way too tinfoily. We can't be behaving like that. Baronation, we can't. Be in the world, not of the world. Leviticus 19. Be set apart as I am set apart. We don't get to randomly stab people, let alone randomly stab children. Okay, that's right, Nathan. No, sir, that's not us. Exactly. 
And this is why it's really important that you balance these, these external stimuli of what's happening half a world away against the reality of what your micro situation here is. Okay? That's exactly right. RL, thou shalt not murder. Precisely. Do not get all spun up about this. Okay? Dude was a psychopath. Exactly. Do not get all spun up about this. If anything, think about, and this is why I'm pointing out, they ran out of fuel and it had uh, this effect. They didn't have electricity and it had this effect. They didn't have disinfectant, so they used this. Because there's, there's noteworthy things in here that you can use in your preparedness. But I don't do these briefs so you can get spun up in a tizzy and act a fool. Okay? Unless it's an Amorite. Well, dirty civilian, that's a great word, but we ain't, we ain't there yet. And by the way, the United States is not the promised land. So the directive was when you go into the land, and we're not in the land. Okay? Authorities are currently investigating the deadly stabbing of a 40-year-old synagogue leader, Samantha Wool, in Detroit. The motivation for this incident has not yet been determined, but given the current climate, there is certainly an undercurrent of tensions for both, mu both Muslims and Jews in the United States. Now, I've got a couple of articles from RT uh, Russia Today that I want to look at, but before we do that, I briefly want to go through Gog and Magog. Okay? Now, I realize most of y'all are people of the book. Some of y'all are not. I've already briefly glanced at the chat and seen some shit talkers about the biblical talk. And I would, I would invite you, if you can't stomach biblical talk, to possibly exit this channel and not return. Because many of y'all may be unaware, but um, I'm a person of deep faith. I have recently been ordained as a pastor. I'm on my 10th read-through of the Bible in the last seven years. I've read every word of the New Testament on camera. And I've read every word of the Old Testament from Genesis chapter 1 through Ezekiel 35 on camera thus far. And I intend to read all of it. So if you got a problem, uh, thanks Joe. If you've got a problem with the Bible, this is probably not going to be a great place for you to be hanging out. Um, and maybe, maybe it's just because there's some wickedness in you that either you invited in yourself or somebody hurt you and you just can't stomach the idea that there is a loving and all-powerful creator who loved you enough to redeem you and bring you home again and had a purpose for your life from before you ever exited your mother's womb. And that hurts you so much to even think about because you are deeply aware of your own unworthiness, which is why you can't accept the grace and the love of a loving creator and the blood of his son. Maybe it's that. Because I could tell you this, when one has a problem with God, God's not the problem. Oh, Father Yah. Well, imagine that. You got me now? We back. What's up, Whiskey Charlie? I see you. Five by five. Thanks, shop stuff. Yeah. Tell me you own. Uh, 
Tell me you own a social media platform run by Satanists without telling me you run a social media platform run by Satanists. Right? All right. Gog and Magog. First thing to understand is original texts have the phrase Gog from Magog, not Gog and Magog. So Gog is a person, Magog is a place. I will repeat. Gog is a person, Magog is a place. All right? So Gog is listed, and this comes out of Ezekiel 38 and 39 with a brief reference to Revelation chapter 20, verses 7 and 8. Gog is a person, Magog is a place. Gog is called the Prince of Rosh, Tubal, and Meshech. These are places. These are name places in the Bible. So using current lines that are drawn on a map against ancient biblical name places, Rosh is southwest Russia. Meshech is the country of Georgia. And Tubal is northeast Turkey. Now, so Gog is the prince of Rosh, southwestern Russia, Georgia, and Turkey. AKA, love you back to you, AKA, uh, president of Russia, biblically speaking. Did you say Putin? No, I said the president of Russia who currently is Vladimir Putin. Now also mentioned as part of this army that's going to come against Israel is Persia, Kush, Put, Gomer, and Togarma. Persia is Iran. Kush is Ethiopia, Sudan, somewhere in there. Thank you, Arheath. Somewhere in that area, basically Ethiopia. Put is Libya. Gomer, Gomer, interestingly, Gomer is the area of Crimea and the Luhansk and Donetsk regions of Ukraine. Coincidence, I'm sure. And Togarma is Armenia, where there's been a genocide ongoing for how long? So <clears throat> we've got eight nation states. Rosh, Meshech, Tubal, Persia, Kush, Put, Gomer, and Togarma. And these are currently on the map. Southwest Russia, Georgia, Northeastern Turkey, Iran, Ethiopia, slash Sudan region, Libya, Crimea and Southeastern Ukraine, and Armenia. And it's the Prince of Rosh. Rosh, Russia, Rosh, or, and Rosh, Rosh means head, okay, in Hebrew, Rosh means head. Now, here's what happens. This army, eight, nine nation army, attacks Israel, but they don't succeed, okay, but they don't succeed. Now, Ezekiel, Yehezkel, is a Jew who was a priest in the temple during the second uh, exile period after the destruction of the temple, who's prophesying against these places 
on behalf of the Creator, speaking to the tribe of Judah. Okay, so biblical prophecy revolves around that landmass known as Israel, Canaan, the Promised Land, with Jerusalem as its epicenter, spoken by Jews to Jews. Okay, that matters. Is what's happening right now in Israel the Gog and Magog war? Well, the first thing is there's two Gog and Magog wars. There's the war, Gog and Magog war, that's prophesied in Ezekiel 38 and 39. And then there's a war that involves the same types of the same people groups in Revelation chapter 20. Mark R, not yet. So check this out. If we're going to go with the timeline that's presented by Daniel 9, the prophet Daniel, Daniel in Daniel chapter 9 through 11, those prophecies there, we know that per Matthew 24, Messiah is saying, hey, here's the sign of the coming of the end of an age. First, we have to have the abomination that lays waste. The abomination of desolation is prophesied by the prophet Daniel in Daniel chapter 9, which is at 62 weeks. 62 weeks. In order for the, in order for the daily sacrifices to be restored, to be interrupted per the prophet of Daniel, sacrifices have to begin at the Temple Mount. Not necessarily in a temple, but at the Temple Mount, which is currently owned by Christians and leased to Muslims, where the Al-Aqsa Mosque is at. Okay? So, that means the ceremony of the red heifer, per the Jews, I'm not saying I believe this, I'm saying that this is what they think. They have to do the uh, ceremony of the red heifer first to cleanse the Temple Mount before they can start daily offerings to begin, potentially, the timeline as laid out in Daniel chapter 9, where somewhere around 62 weeks per Jewish eschatology, Gog and Magog are defeated by Messiah. Okay? Which means that if they were going to, if today they slaughtered a red heifer and cleansed the Temple Mount today, you got a minimum of 15 months before Gog and Magog. So, for a long time, I have been saying, I'm keeping an eye on that. And when they do that, I'm not going to be very excited. When they slaughter the red heifer and they cleanse the Temple Mount with the red heifer, which, by the way, for everybody who thinks that there's deep spiritual significance to that, there is, because that's how the Torah works and that's how sacrifices work. But if you've ever watched Fight Club, they're making soap. They're making soap. That's why the red heifer has to have never had a yoke put upon it. It has to be high in fat content, and that's why it's burnt up with cedar and hyssop, which is antimicrobial, antibacterial, antiviral. So you take the fat from the calf and the ash, the lye, from the wood, and you add water to it, and congratulations, you've made Dawn dish soap. The waters of purification for cleansing. You made soap. Okay? And so when they say they cleanse the Temple Mount, they're making soap. I see in Torah Firma Homestead, I heard the red heifer would be ready in 2024. They've got anywhere between five and seven that they're currently inspecting because the Jews are taking this literally when it says a perfect one. They said if it has more than 
If it has two or more hairs that are not red on it, then it can't be the perfect one. Missing, the Hebrew connotation of perfect means without spot or blemish, meaning just no busted legs, no googly eyeballs, no infection, no disease, just a, a good red cow. So, when they do that, when they cleanse the temple, that, biblically, begins a 15-ish month clock countdown of uh, to the prophecies in Daniel chapter 9, somewhere around week 62, you've got the Gog and Magog war, which Israel wins. Those nations are utterly destroyed. Okay, and But this is the cool thing. Per Jewish eschatology, eschatology simply means what's your, what's your understanding of end times? Gog and Magog are defeated by Messiah. Now Messiah, I believe, when uh, Yeshua returns the second time, we know biblically, due to biblical prophecy, he came first as Mashiach ben Joseph, the suffering servant who dies and atones for his people, as prophesied in the Old Testament. When he comes back in Revelation 19, he comes as Mashiach ben David, the righteous king in the line of King David, who restores the father's people to the father by reinstating the Torah. How interesting. And so when that righteous king comes back and destroys Gog and Magog, Gog being a person, Magog being a place, <clears throat> the Jews understand that to be the coming of Messiah. And they, the Jews, will see him coming and go, there's Messiah. And we, the Christians, or the Messianics, will see him coming and go, there's Messiah coming again. And the Jews will realize the mistake that they made the first time around, and there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Okay? All that to say, look for the red heifer. They slaughter the red heifer today, and biblical prophecy holds up, based upon, not because... Not because the word is wrong, but because of our understanding and interpretation of the word is wrong. You got maybe, maybe 15 months from the time they cleanse the Temple Mount to the time the Gog and Magog kicks off per Daniel chapter 9. Okay? So is this the Gog and Magog war? Not currently. Could it turn into that? For sure. Are the United States... Uh, Two carrier strike groups, the two wings of an eagle that's referenced in the book of Revelation that whisks away the Father's people? Maybe. I don't know. I think uh, we'll know it when we see it. But it's not Gog and Magog yet. It can't be yet because we don't have a temple sacrifice to cleanse the temple to begin the daily uh, morning and evening offerings that can then be interrupted, which is the sign that both Daniel points to in Daniel chapter 9 and Messiah points to in Matthew chapter 24 to then usher in the Gog and Magog war, which Jewish eschatology says will reveal the Messiah. So don't get all spun up yet. That's my point to all this. Okay. Okay, Bear. Cool. All right. Now, a couple other things I want to talk about. From RT, and we got to be quick about this because i got to hit the road here in a minute. Israeli minister threatens to wipe Iran's leaders off the face of the earth. Israeli economic minister Nir Barkat warned on Sunday that the military is ready to eliminate the Lebanon-based militant group Hezbollah and strike Iran if they open up a northern front in the current conflict. Thanks, Bear. You're welcome, David Douglas. 
Quote, the plan of Iran is to attack Israel on all fronts. If we find they intend to target Israel, we will not just retaliate on those fronts, but we will go to the head of the snake, which is Iran. Barkat told the Mail on Sunday. He added, quote, the Ayatollahs in Iran are not going to sleep good at night if they move against Israel. Barkat warned that Lebanon and Hezbollah, which is backed by Tehran, the capital of Iran, are going to pay a heavy price similar to what Hamas is going to pay. Israel would go after the heads of Iran if necessary, the minister said. Quote, Israel has a very clear message to our enemies. We are saying to them, look, look at what's happening in Gaza. You are going to get the same treatment if you attack us. We are going to wipe you off the face of the earth. The statement came after the Iranian foreign minister Hassan Amir Abdullahian said on Monday that the security situation for Israel may worsen very quickly. Quote, if the war crimes against the Palestinians are not immediately stopped, other multiple fronts will open, and this is inevitable, he said. Um, so Iran and Israel are having a little verbal war right now, which could turn into a uh, hot war actual. Hezbollah has been attacking Israel, and Israel's basically saying, you knock that off, or we're going to, you know what, we're going to eradicate Hezbollah, but we're also coming straight for Iran. Wars and rumors of wars, and to that point, also from RT, Israel incapacitates Syria's main airports. The aerial strike left one airport worker dead in Damascus, while the Aleppo airport is also out of service after the attack. An Israeli airstrike on two of Syria's main airports left one person dead and another injured, the Syrian state-run media outlet Sana reported. Both airports have been put out of operation. Good morning, 12C. According to Sana, citing Syrian military officials quoted about 5.25 a.m. on Sunday, the Israeli enemy simultaneously carried out an aerial attack of aggression with waves of missiles from the direction of the Mediterranean Sea west of Latakia and from the direction of the occupied Syrian Golan targeting Damascus and Aleppo international airports. The transport ministry said in a statement that a civil worker from the meteorology department at Damascus International Airport lost his life in the attack, as quoted by the media outlet. In other news, essentially here, uh, Israel has taken uh, the Damascus and Aleppo airports in Syria offline because they don't want attacks from those locations coming against them. And that's the brief for today. I have, uh, I gotta hit the road. I'm gonna tell you guys and girls real quickly about all the stuff that is in the, uh, links are in the description. It's the value exchange. If you're one of those people that jumps off when it's time to discuss the value exchange, this is your polite invitation to beat feet, skedaddle, get out of here, have a blessed day. Shalom. Good morning, Sway. So, first and foremost, patreon.com. Been on a little bit of a media tour this morning. I believe we've recorded over 30 videos for Patreon uh, and a lot of behind-the-scenes content since we've been out here. And when I say uh, Patreon content, I'm talking about we were at Polyface Farms uh, talking homesteading and uh, food production with Daniel Salatin, Joel Salatin's uh, son. I've also got... Uh, a question uh, and answer that I did with Joel Salatin of Polyface Farms come in multiple videos on pastured poultry and eggs and all that, like six videos coming from Polyface. Um, I've got uh, 14 videos from uh, A Rude Awakening, 
Michael Rood and his staff in Charlotte, um, both long form and behind the scenes. Let's see, I've got uh, several videos from Mountain Readiness. I have an awesome video coming on uh, tactical permaculture from Billy Bond at Perma Pastures. Phenomenal video that we shot yesterday. Um, and then of course your usual Q&A as well. Absolutely, Andy Barnes, bless you, bro. Um, you know, you ask the questions, I give you the answers. And so that's all coming on Patreon. Refugemedical.com. Man, the bare minimum was in stock the last time I looked, but I will go ahead and look again. It has been uh, full contact with this war kicking off in Israel. Yes, the bare minimum is stock. The bare fact is currently sold out, but the bare minimum is in stock. The crash fact, which is like a bare fact, but everything inside of it has been vacuum sealed. Um, that is in stock. We've got some of the origin uh, SOBs in stock. These guys right here. These guys are awesome. Origin uh, Raptor camo, small the back kits. And then a bunch of y'all had asked, uh, when was the slick kit gonna be back in? Let's see, we've also still got the leather kits in stock. I, I have seen a lot of leather kits in the wild here. Uh, between Self-Reliance Festival and Mountain Readiness, I've seen a dozen leather kits in the wild, which is awesome. And then the slick kit, which is this guy right here. This is what I carry in my back pocket. The slick kit, that's this. I showed this on camera like last week and they sold out like that. It's just a vacuum sealed package. I've got chest seals in here. I've got a compressed bandage in here. I've got a uh, compression bandage rather. I've got combat gauze, I've got gloves, and I've got flat duct tape. Couple that with a tourniquet, Committee on TCCC recommended windless tourniquet. And you've got a very capable EDC. Oh, I've also got four, four episodes of Stop the Bleed live from Mountain Readiness coming on Patreon as well. Um, if you don't know how to use your medical stuff, there's a free playlist here on YouTube. Um, just go to the Trauma Medicine playlist and there's eight episodes there. And it's I cover all the ground in those eight episodes that we cover in our paid classes at uh, Refuge Training. So if you can't come to class, at least watch those videos. Thoughts on the Sam XT tourniquet? It is a committee on TCCC recommended windless tourniquet. It does work. It's just huge. It's just really huge. Um, and for that reason, I don't like it. The form factor is terrible, if you're asking me. It's significantly larger than a cat. Um, and it's not in any way better. Not in any way better uh, than a cat or a soft tee. It's just different. We also have... Uh, these, the BPKs, bleeding prevention kits in stock, these start at 60 bucks. And in there, you've got a tourniquet, uh, compressed gauze, trauma dressing, gloves, shears, uh, mylar blanket, permanent marker, and instruction card for 60 bucks. It's a really good deal. So you can check all that out at refugemedical.com. Refuge, <coughs> excuse me, refugetraining.com. We've got uh, classes. Um, Tactical medical classes coming up October 29th and 30th in Spyro, Oklahoma at our headquarters. The evening of the 29th, we're doing a uh, block party in the refuge parking lot. So come hang out. We're going to you know, grill some food, hang out, meet the team, fellowship, all of that. Uh, those will be the last public classes that we very likely do in 2023. So 
Jeff Burian, just received my two bleeding control kits. You guys are amazing. Thanks, Jeff. I appreciate that. Oh, also, we got pretty fast shipping and um, real people. If you have any questions, go to refugemedical.com, scroll down to the bottom. You will find our uh, phone number there, and you can call us and talk to a human. There's not even a phone tree. Press 1 to talk to a human. No, it's just Heath running around the office answering the phone every time it rings. Are you a Christian or a Messianic Jew? Neither. I'm a believer in Messiah and I read the Bible and I do what it says. I'm so Christian the Christians don't like me anymore. I'm definitely not a Jew because I believe in Messiah um, and I don't do Jewish stuff. I do Hebrew stuff. Uh, I firmly believe in Messiah. I also firmly believe Allah forever throughout all your generations and all your dwellings means exactly that. So, and I have a, if you're interested in that, search Bear Independent Testimony, three-part video series on that. Refuge Ruckus is coming up. Um, I need you guys and girls to be please promoting. Uh, what's the difference? Go watch the testimonies, okay? Um, I need you guys and girls to be promoting Refuge Ruckus, please. I'll tell you what the difference is. You guys ready? You ready to get punched in the face with some truth? Christianity is not biblical, and neither is Judaism. And we are, are you born again? Yes, dumbass. Gosh dang. Listen. Neither are biblical anymore. Neither are biblical anymore. Christian doctrine is not biblical Judaic doctrine is not biblical. Do not add to or take away from the word of this law. That's Old Testament, Deuteronomy. How about New Testament in the book of Revelation from the mouth of Messiah? He who adds to the words of this prophecy shall have the plagues of this book added unto him. He who takes away from the word of this prophecy shall have his name taken away from the book of life. Well, both Christianity and Judaism have added significantly to the word. Okay, so I read the book and I do what it says. I give zero shits about man-made doctrines and dogmas. <sighs> Listen, everything else is in, uh, good morning, coal miner's daughter. What's up, cuz? Everything else is in the description down below. Um, you guys know the drill. Let's talk to the father. Good morning, Father Yah. Father, thank you for allowing us to wake up this morning and breathe your air. Father, give us peace amidst all this stuff that's happening all over the world. We know you're still sovereign over all things. Father, let us focus on the things that we can have an impact on and not be troubled by the things that we don't have an impact on. Father, I pray that you would Pour out your traveling mercies on everybody who's behind the wheel this morning, everybody who's got places to go and things to do and people to see. And Father, in the busyness of all of that, that we wouldn't forget you. We wouldn't forget what an absolute miracle it is that we're still here and you still love us and that we are still covered by the atoning sacrifice of your son. Father, I pray that you just pour out your spirit on all these people today. If 
Father, those who are hurting, that you would comfort them. Those who need healing, that you would heal them. Those who need restoration, that you would restore them. Father, just work a whole bunch of miracles today that are absolutely and undeniably of you. Make it abundantly clear that everything that happens today couldn't have happened without you. Father, to build a witness and a testimony. Father, those that are bowing their head for the first time in a long time this morning, I pray that you would speak to them. Let them know that they are loved, that they are not outside of your reach. They are fearfully and wonderfully made in your image, that you have a plan and a purpose for them. Father, comfort them with that. Give them strength. Father, shield us from the enemy this morning. Anything that's not of you, I rebuke it in the name of Yeshua HaMashiach, and I command it to flee. Put a hedge of protection around these people, that no weapon formed against them shall prosper. Fill us up with strength and power and authority in the name of Yeshua, with the wisdom and discernment of the Ruach HaKodesh, Father, and with peace that surpasses all understanding, that we can bring a good witness and a testimony for you. Father, let two of us put 10,000 to flight. Thank you. Thank you for loving us enough to bring us home again by the blood of your Son. And thank you for teaching us how to walk. Father, I pray that you would bless these people. And that we would be your hands and your feet today. And ask these things in Yeshua's name. Amen. Y'all have a beautiful day. I'm out. Shalom.